Okay, here we go. Recording. Got your dog in the fight. Fight of the dog. Welcome to That's Good Sports Podcast. I'm Brandon Perna here with Will Keys. Today we're posting this episode on my main YouTube channel, That's Good Sports, instead of my second channel, That's Good Podcasts. So if you're watching or listening here on That's Good Sports and you want more podcasting, check out my second channel, That's Good Podcasts. Today, we're talking about the Denver Broncos for half of this podcast and the NFL for the second half. You can listen to this like a real big boy podcast, iTunes, Podbean. And if you're on iTunes, please, for the love of God, give us a five-star rating. We are climbing, Will. We are climbing to the top uh, of Broncos podcasts on iTunes. And my goal is within the next month, when somebody types in Denver Broncos uh, podcast, ours is number one. NFL is a different battle. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. But uh, today, besides uh, Will's dog barking at him, uh, we're going to talk about Marquette King and his groin injury. Uh, Case Keenum, should you be worried about him? And a Broncos Jets preview. And then we've got NFL. We talk about every game. Uh, that's going to be happening. Will and I each set the worst fantasy lineup we can think of. Uh, And uh, then Will might quiz me on some baseball, and we will see just how much I don't know about other sports other than football. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of the rundown. I'm I'm looking forward to that part. Speaking of baseball, the Colorado Rockies beat the Chicago Cubs in the NL wildcard game. Brandon, I know I know you watched a little bit of it. Uh, you were yeah. tweeting about the game. What was your impression overall of the 13-inning 2-1 victory for the Rockies? Uh, I mean, I was really happy to see the Rockies win. But while I was watching those – watching scoreless inning after scoreless inning, I, was, I, I thought to myself, this is why I can't get into baseball because <laughs> – the time investment is too too great. Yes. Uh, there, are, there are so many games in the season. And it's nice because you don't have to watch every game. But the thing I like about football is, like, I have to watch every Broncos game. And I have to watch as many NFL games as possible because they're all so meaningful. And this baseball game for the Rockies was very meaningful. But I just found myself being freaking bored during the, the game. And it was... I mean, it was exciting, but it was also just – it just felt like it dragged on forever, and it just – it solidified the reason why, like, I can't get into baseball. I, I could see that. Um, I don't think anybody was expecting a 2-1 game between the Rockies and the Cubs, who both have pretty good offenses. Right. Uh, but I, I thought, like, uh, just a one nothing game, I don't know. If you're a baseball fan, like, you see that, and you're like, wow, that was an incredible game. It was tense for – you know, the last five innings uh, right. ever since the Cubs tied it up in the eighth. It's, it's, every just, it's just something matters, what right? you're than what you're expecting in football, you know? It, yeah. It's a different kind of drama. No, it, I think it's just you have to have an appreciation for, for the game. The same way, like, I can watch a 13-10 to 10 football game that most people would say is like, oh, that was just a shitty game, where it might have yeah. been like a great defensive game by two teams. You know what I mean? It's you, you just have to be invested in the sport, and I'm not with baseball. It's like the other sport I can get into the most is the NBA. Um, 
every time I watch hockey, I'm like, I could like hockey, but it's, yeah, like, same. it's, it's, there's too many, too many games. And honestly, like I, I need a break from just watching sports all the time. So that's why I kind of choose for it to, to just be football. Yeah. Every April and May and a little bit into June, I start watching playoff hockey and I tell myself, you know what? I think I'm going to be a hockey fan now. <laughs> and then the regular season rolls around. I'm like, I'm not watching this over playoff baseball or regular season football or the beginning of basketball season. So, yeah, no, co- hockey's like <laughs> a, a soccer on, on steroids. You know what I mean? Like you get, uh, it's faster. There's like violence in it. It's on mm-hmm. ice, which makes it cooler. And <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's, it is fun to watch, but you got to, I mean, again, you just have to be into, into it. It's hard to be a casual. I, I just find it hard to be a casual sports fan. It's like, a, yeah, if I'm not invested in a team or like the NBA, I feel like does a good job in that you can be invested in players and not be, and not follow the NBA super closely. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can root for LeBron pretty easily, or you can be rooting for the 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 Cavs or not. Sorry, the uh, Golden State Warriors and all of their 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 players that people either love or hate. Like I don't know, it's easier to be invested in players. I feel like with the NBA than it is hockey or baseball because players can take over NBA games much easier. Yeah. I feel like, but anyway. People here want football, and now they're like, oh, you're talking about all sports, you freaking dicks? Yeah, I'm going to comment. Uh, I'm going to comment in the comment section, but by God, I will not not listen to a minute of this show. <laughs> all right, but yeah, let's, uh, let's get into the Broncos a little bit. So some of the big news coming out of the last two days, uh, we were wondering why Marquette King was sucking. Hunting uh, 38-yard kicks. Yeah. Between the Ravens game, he had a couple nice kicks against the Chiefs, um, but the biggest one uh, that set up their last touchdown drive was, yeah, like 38 yards, whatever. Got them started at the 40. Not what the Broncos needed. Uh, He's undergoing an MRI for a potential groin injury, which I think I speculated might be the case last week, that he might be hurt. Um, So anyway, the guy they signed a couple weeks ago, Colby Wadman, uh, might be ready to go against the Jets. Uh, and apparently, according to Mike Kliss, <laughs> Market King and Colby Wadman are going to be uh, battling it out in a punt-off to see who plays against the Jets. So what do you think about the NFL's first punt-off? We've got a good old-fashioned punt-off. Uh, it's like Zoolander's walk-off, right? We've got a walk-off. Yeah. We've got a walk-off, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I don't know. I would watch a punt-off. Probably more interesting than anything else is going to happen at fucking practice this week. I would just say if Marquette's if Marquette King has a groin injury, then he shouldn't be punting right now. It's probably not affecting him. So let this other dude punt. Bring out the wad. Let the wad blow and let Marquette King get healthy. Because if he actually has an injury, then that is it explains why he hasn't been punting well. And you just need to let it heal. It's like uh, Adam Vinatieri also has a right groin injury. And uh, I think he was questionable to play tonight in the Colts-Patriots game. (laughs) But a groin is next to, what, maybe your 
fucking quad. It's like a really important muscle you need to kick and pump football. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like your your quarterback having an arm injury on his throwing arm. Like yeah, just let like, it heal. But I guess we I don't know. If Marquette King had an injury, he wasn't on the injury report last week. It just seems weird. It seems like a way to move past him if something else is going on, but I don't fucking know. I, yeah. I don't, I, I, so I'm assuming it's real, but it just seems weird that we didn't really hear about it or that there was just like mumblings of, cause you said it, I've heard Vic Lombardi reference, like saying he, if he mm-hmm. is healthy, well, is he, or is he not like, is there something happening there? We don't know. Yeah. They're not being very transparent about it, which is strange. And and leads me to believe that you might be right. Like maybe they are trying to find a way out, but what do you think a punt off like consists of? Do you think they like set up like a, a trash can at the five yard line and see who can punt it directly into the trash can first. Yeah. I think you do accuracy, you do distance and you do like a a challenge that you can't really prepare for in the game. Like um, you switch feet, do left footed punt, uh, blindfolded punt, drop kick maybe. Uh, Yeah. like Like one of those rugby style kicks where you bounce it on the ground and then kick it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it, you got to be prepared for anything. Uh, yeah. I know if Brock Olivo were running the punt off contest, we would th- this would be the most exciting thing in the NFL for 2018 thus far. Mm-hmm. But is Brock Olivo even coaching? Does he have a job anywhere? Y- yes, I don't know where, uh, but he's a special teams assistant again for somebody. Oh, I think it's the Bears. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. I know I've seen him on a sideline. Special teams coordinator for the Bears. Oh, he's the coordinator? They coordinator. Gave a, or is assistant he? Assistant special yeah, okay. teams coordinator. I was going to say, I don't think he is getting any coordinator jobs after last year, unfortunately. No. I love Brock Olivo, but uh, the results did not lie. I think we should settle overtime games um, instead of a tie off? with the punt off. Yeah. <laughs> I a think skills challenge. You're going to break – yeah, like the game usually comes down to a field goal kicker anyway. Might as well let it come yeah. down to a punter. A punt, pass, and kick competition, which Andy yes. Reid would yeah. win yeah. every week. <laughs> the, Chiefs would, the Chiefs would be undefeated in overtime games. Right. Jesus Christ. He was 11 years old, and he looked like a 35-year-old man. Yeah, at 11, he looked like yeah. more of a man than I do right now at age 33. So – He looks like the same per- – I think he – Still had the mustache. Yeah, uh, he was a he was a large man, Andrew Reed. Um, so let's get into the quarterback situation a little bit right. because it's been riling up people on Twitter. Um, people are, are calling for Case Keenum's head, getting They're riled for, up, calling for Chad Kelly to start. Uh, Chad Kelly, or sorry, Case Keenum has just three touchdowns in four weeks to six interceptions. Uh, are we worried about him? Uh, do you uh, think he's going to yep. turn it around? Oh, Will, I, I am fucking worried. My official take on Case Keenum is fucking worried. I was worried after week one when he threw three interceptions. Uh, and you're like, well, at least he, you know, he did throw three picks, but he threw three touchdowns. He's a gamer. He's in there fighting. Uh, he's not going to let an interception get him down, and I believed it. I liked him last year, too. It's like – I watched enough Minnesota's Viking, Minnesota Vikings football last season to be like, this dude actually looks pretty good. Uh, not the best, 
but he impressed me. This season, he has not impressed me. Uh, when you have zero touchdowns to three games, that is on you as a quarterback. Like, you can blame play calling. You can blame some other things. But he has a running game that's working for him. The Broncos struggle once they get into the red zone, which has been a goddamn problem for, like, the last four seasons. Ever since Manning got hurt, the red zone's been an issue for the Broncos. Uh, we got spoiled with elite Manning because before that, it was the same story. We had Kyle Orton who could get you between the 20s better than anybody in the league. But oh, as soon as he Tim- got close, <laughs> just nothing happened. Tim Tebow is maybe the best red zone quarterback of all time. So yeah, watch, so watch who you're slandering. Kyle Orton to the 20, then you switch in Tim Tebow. Could have been the best offense in NFL history. It wasn't. Uh, but here's... Here's why I'm worried about Case Keenum. It's uh, I saw a stat today that he has the worst pocket rating of any quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, so to me, it could mean a couple things because he looks uncomfortable in the pocket. Maybe he is trying to be that pocket type passer and it's just not who he is. Last year, what he did well in Minnesota was play well under pressure. You know what I mean? He moved around more. Like, I feel like he's not moving around when things start to break down. Uh, I mean, you see him make a couple plays every game when, where he does that, but I want to see him, like, just get outside. I don't know. Just improvise. Play. Do what you did last year and make some plays. You just – I don't know. It's – I'm just scared that he is not that good. <laughs> is what I'm saying in a very long-winded way. That's, that's a legitimate fear. So, yeah, he was he doesn't have a good rating against the Blitz. I saw that. But I also saw that he's the third highest-rated quarterback when he's throwing on the run. So that tells me that the Broncos' play calling needs to feature some more bootlegs. Um, it worked well against the, the Chiefs. I think the first play of the game was uh, a bootleg to the right where he hit Hireman for a first down. Right. They need to move the pocket. They need to have more rollouts, um, sprint yeah. right, sprint left, that kind of stuff, because the running game is working so well that you need to take advantage in the passing game off of the consistent running game. Uh, and usually the way they're doing that is they're just, you know, faking uh, either like a draw or a, a trap or whatever or just a straight hand up, handoff up the middle and then dropping case back seven steps. And Garrett Bowles is not able to protect on those plays. Uh, Veld here wasn't uh, too well either. And they're getting him into pretty bad situations. So I think they need to be a little more creative with the pocket, move it around a little bit more, um, just get him, get him on the move. And I think yeah. good things will happen. But uh, it's not happening right now for Case. Yeah. But I, I think he's going to rebound. Uh, I think not throwing three touchdowns, in, or not throwing a touchdown in three games is a bit of an aberration just because they have been running the ball well in the red zone. Royce Freeman's got three touchdowns over those last three games. Uh, he had that touchdown pass to Tim Patrick that got reversed, had that one to Sutton in the Raiders game uh, that got reversed as well. So I think that's going to even out a little bit. Yeah, I, well, I think you might be right in that it'll even out. And I think – I guess my concern is what – I think really good coaches in the NFL do is they find your, your the quarterback's strength and they build their passing game and their offense around it. And 
it feels like the Broncos have half of that there. They have this running game that should make it easier to play quarterback. And right now it feels like they just haven't figured out how to best use Case Keenum in the passing game. And Mm -hmm. I think Bill Musgrave is the right guy and that he's not stubborn enough to think he, you have to do it his way. The, the, the way Mike McCoy was, uh, I think I liked some of the play. I've liked some of the play calls that Musgrave has, has done. I think they've done some creative things with the offense and getting guys like Emmanuel Sanders involved in the run game and, and doing some other things. But yeah, mate, it might be a deal. And I think we talked about this before the season where we kind of expected the Broncos to start slow and that if this offense was going to find rhythm, it was going to be in the second half of the season because you have a new quarterback playing with a new offensive coordinator, uh, some young guys on the offense. And Keenum hasn't looked special, but I think there's enough there to give you hope that he can be decent especially in the second half of this season as they figure out how to use him in the offense. Um, yeah. But, you know, you, you do have an interesting scenario with Chad Kelly behind him, um, who did look good in the preseason, except as it went on, it, he looked worse as the preseason went on. And I don't think Kelly can come in right now and be awesome. Uh, but, it will be a matter of playing to Keenum's strengths. And that's what we saw the Eagles do last year, switching from Wentz to Nick Foles. Um, I think we might see it happen even more with Frank Reich and uh, Andrew Luck with the Colts. They may be the best team who has a losing record in the NFL who almost wins every week. So it's about figuring out those little things. Um with Case Keenum. Overall, though, it's like I th- you look at the coaches and Joe Woods received criticism. And then this week after the, the loss, Chris Harris seemed critical. But then during his press conference, complimented Joe Woods, said he actually thought he called a good game and that Woods listened to all of his suggestions. And any time a coach listens to all my suggestions, it's going to be good. <laughs> so, like, uh, I don't know. I think – it's hard because we, you see enough where you can blame the coaches, but it also takes time to really develop chemistry. And this team has had a lot of changes from last year to this year. And hopefully right. against the Jets, a team whose offense is not very good, uh, the Broncos can hang in there and get a win on the road and set themselves up to continue to be competitive. Right, and this is not a comparison in any way between the two quarterbacks, but Peyton Manning started two and three in 2012. Yeah. Uh, so, like, to your point, chemistry takes a long time to develop, even if you've, you know, it looked like it was there between uh, him and Sanders in the preseason. It's clearly not there between him and Demarius Thomas, but hopefully right. that takes time to, you know, be established. Um, but I think people who – want them to switch to Chad Kelly and think that that's going to save the season in some sort of way. I don't see that happening at all. I think if they switch to Chad Kelly at any point this season, it's a sign that, you know, they've given up. Yeah. They just want to see what he has because as much as I like Chad Kelly and I do like him as a passer and as a quarterback overall, but he's just not going to come in right away and light the league on fire. Like one of those first round picks. 
It's just not going to happen. Like you, you can't expect Baker Mayfield or, you know, uh, fucking Patrick Mahomes or whoever. Uh, I was just trying to think of a name that wasn't him, uh, but it was tough. You know, the interesting thing about Patrick Mahomes is you had Peyton fucking Manning, right? PFM. And with Patrick Mahomes, you have the same initials, Patrick fucking Mahomes, PFM. Like, it's, all about the, it's all about the intonation on the middle name. Yeah. For you, it's, it's Patrick fucking Mahomes, yeah. <laughs> not Patrick fucking Mahomes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, so Broncos versus Jets, you talked about it. Uh, who do you have winning, and why do you think that team will win? You got to tune into my prediction episode to see who I picked <laughs> to win this one, Will. Uh, I don't know. I'm halfway through kind of looking at this matchup. Um, I think the Jets are a better run team on defense against the run. So I think the Broncos are going to have a harder time running the football. I think we're going to find out how good the Broncos offensive line is in run blocking situations. And we'll get a better test uh, for the rookie running backs uh, Jets, I think, are fourth in giving up like 3.7 yards per carry. The Chiefs were th- are 30th. The Raiders are 31st. And the Seahawks are like 20th or something. So the Broncos' run game has looked very good against shitty run defenses. Uh, I don't think Denver will be able to rely on the run as much in this game. But they should be able to have success uh, passing the, the football. Um, the Jets' secondary is kind of middle of the road. Uh, but then again, it's like the whole Chiefs' defense wasn't great, and the Broncos should have scored. A, they left too many points on the board. So I'll be interested to see if the Broncos can finish drives. I think the, the advantage is on defense for Denver with a, a young quarterback like Sam Darnold, who, like Case Keenum, yep. hasn't really looked great since week one. So – I think the, the, the Broncos need some plays from their defense. They need some turnovers, whether that's strip sack, an interception. They need something. Because as good as they were against the Chiefs for most of that game, when they needed a, a dynamic play, the defense didn't get it. They couldn't get to Mahomes. Uh, and I think a big problem for the Broncos' like pass rush right now is they're not getting enough help from the interior of that defensive line. Like – you talked about it like Miller is good when Wolf is at his best. Um, so that's kind of a concern for me, but you're hoping Darnold makes some mistakes in this game. Yeah. Uh, and what's kind of interesting is not interesting, but kind of um, concerning is I don't think the defense has had a turnover since week one against Seattle. Have they? Uh, I mean, the special teams had two blocks against Baltimore, but – I don't right. remember them turning the ball over. They yeah, had one that was called back against the Raiders. Right. I would have to look. Definitely didn't have a meaningful one against Baltimore if they did. No. It's it's like – I just feel like the whole team, and you're looking at them, you're like, they're pretty good. They're yeah. just not – it's not – they're not doing anything special. Yeah, it was frustrating because you felt like they had the chance multiple times in the first half against Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Like, he was not very accurate for the first 30 minutes of that game. 
and Bradley Roby got his hands on a pass, and Adam Jones was like two steps uh, behind, like an out route that he could have taken the other way. Shaq yeah. Barrett almost picked off a pass. They had opportunities. They're, they're just not, you know, cashing in right now. Yeah, but, which means like it could go either way, right? Like, yeah, some of those things could start falling in the Broncos' favor, or because they're not happening, they continue to not happen, and it just gets harder and harder every week. But uh, Sam Darnold is a little he, – he's been a little loose with the football ever since his last year at USC. So, yeah, I expect – That I expect would be the week defense. to get some turnovers. Yeah, I expect him to get uh, a pick or two for this defense. I mean, especially after playing against Mahomes, where Chris Harris was talking about, like, I felt like we had to cover extra on, like, 20 plays against him. It's like you usually get a few of those a game – and uh, Sam Darnold also will extend plays, but I don't think it's going to be like uh, yeah. what it was with Mahomes and um, the the Jets receive. Like the Jets don't have as they don't have the dynamic playmakers that the Chiefs do. There's potential there. Like Robbie Anderson can be a home run hitter at wide receiver. Terrell Pryor is kind of like a, a mystery there. But really, if you shut down Quincy and Nunwa in the passing game, uh, I feel like the Broncos should have a lot of success. I mean, their second leading receiver in terms of receptions is Belial Powell. So I don't know if that offense really even has an identity yet. You have Powell and Crowell as your running backs who, yeah, they can play good in games, but it's it's not like they're not guys you're worried about week in, week out, destroying you. So um, I have confidence the Broncos will get a win on the road for an early East Coast game, which seems to be the fucking death nail for them. Uh, but the Jets are yeah. different. That, worry, that worries me. That's the, the main concern for me is coming off of a heartbreaking loss on a late Monday night game. And you have to go East and start early in New York. That's always tough. Like, I always right. think about 2007 – when the Broncos lost that game in overtime to the Packers on Monday night and then uh, went east to start uh, with an early game against the Lions and just got blown out of the water like 45-7. to Ooh. Yeah, I don't remember so that. Those games, those games concern me. But uh, hopefully it doesn't happen this week. I don't think it's going to be that bad if it is that bad. Uh, I still think the Broncos are going to win. I've picked them every week so far. <laughs> I'm not going to stop against the Jets. So, I'll say Broncos 23-17. Cool. Denver gets it done. And my prediction episode will be up either Friday night or Saturday morning. Early Sunday Jets game, I might try to get it up early. Uh, But, uh, yeah, we'll transition to NFL talking. Ready? 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 All right. So, we've got a game tonight. Um, you might already know the result if you're listening on Friday, but it's Colts Patriots. So we're going to try to sound educated about this one. I, uh, I did a prediction episode on this. I yeah. looked into some things. Will? I know you did. Um, the big concern for the Colts. Are there thousands is, of injuries? <laughs> you already mentioned one, Adam Vinatieri. It's kind of a big one. Uh, they yeah. need him to kick field goals. They also have – and, you know, we can also mention Andrew Luck's arm is at roughly 15% right now, I think, <laughs> after that shoulder injury. Uh, they're going to miss T.Y. Hilton, who is Out. the best receiver, uh, best skill position player on that team. Yeah, Eric it's like 
who who's name tell me uh uh colt's receiver not named ty hilton uh naheem hines ever heard of him <laughs> is he a receiver or, no, or running he's a, back he's a running back but he caught that touchdown against the texans last ah, week. ah okay and yeah. ja- i think jack doyle their tight end is out too right is, it, is it doyle or ebron because i know one of the tight ends is out one might be out and the other might be questionable <laughs> jesus christ let me they're start they're gonna be starting dallas clark at tight end dude here, right now uh Everything is stacked against the Colts to lose this game. By a lot. Um, By a lot. <laughs> the Patriots look good uh, against the Dolphins. It's at home for the Patriots on Thursday night football. Andrew Luck literally has no weapons around him uh, because of injuries. Even uh, – I didn't even see this when I until after I fucking did my episode, but uh, the Colts – um linebacker their stud linebacker what's his name leonard floyd yeah leonard floyd or not leonard floyd leonard did wait shit leonard floyd plays for somebody else i think leonard let me look is it leonard davis darius what's the who's the darius leonard darius Darius Leonard. leonard right yeah that's it leonard floyd plays for the bears uh leonard fournette is who you mean yes uh, I believe he is questionable for the game. Jesus Christ. And, the yeah, they're missing both offensive tackles, too. Like, the right tackle, Denzel Good, his his brother was murdered this week, and so he's away from the team. Yeah, that's insane. That's, that's terrible, and it just goes to show, like, this team might be cursed. Yeah, so everything is stacked against the Colts, which yeah. I think means there could be some weird – Weird shit happening that they actually get a win tonight. Um, are you going to are you going to predict it? No, I be, because I think I picked every Thursday night game wrong this season. I okay. have picked the Patriots in order to curse the Patriots uh so that the Colts actually get a win. I like it. Uh um, I'm taking the Patriots, although uh everybody knows I'd love to see the Colts win. I don't think it's their week, though. Um, based on that, I think they're missing a corner or two as well. But, yeah, they might need some time to get healthy. Uh, yeah, it looks like maybe Jack Doyle will play. Um, here's, here's my question for you, okay? Okay. So, Belichick, um, the, the Patriots just ran the ball down the Dolphins' throat. Yes. How likely do you think it is the Patriots rely on the run game this week against the, the Colts? I think you could see 62 passes and no runs. Exactly. That's like <laughs> that's kind of what I, I was saying in the episode. I was like, the, the Patriots ran the ball well. Sony Michelle looks legit. Uh, they should do that again. And then I was like, no, that's what Bill Belichick wants you to think, right? So he's going to throw it 55 times. And mm-hmm. I was like, but that's what he wants you to think you should think, meaning he's going to come back and actually run it 40 times in this game. And that's how he gets in your head. That's how you second guess yourself. Every coach just does not know what to do against the Patriots um, because they, they get in your heads. They get in your heads. And I heard, that's oh, right. shit. What was the quote I heard last night that I wanted to say on this podcast? Uh, oh, it was from The Office. 
It was uh, Dwight when he beats Jim with all the fucking snowballs. You remember that uh-huh. episode? And he was like, uh, the greatest snowball is not a snowball at all. It's fear. <laughs> so I, I think that's, that's what Patriots the, the Patriots, man, like they, because you expect them to always be good. It, I have seen it so many times where coaches just do stupid things. The opposing team just does stupid things. The one thing the Colts have going for them is they played an extra quarter of overtime football in a heartbreaking loss. They just might be too too tired to do stupid things and for some reason get a win. Honestly, going back to the office, Dwight reminds me of Josh McDaniels. Like he's <laughs> kind of just like the lap boy. He's the lap dog for, for Bill Belichick slash right. Michael Scott. Uh, he keeps Even if he leaves, he always ends up coming back. He, he's never quite the assistant head coach. He's just assistant to the head coach. Uh, and he's also pretty incompetent. So right. Oh, I think it's a pretty strong, strong analogy. Yeah, because then you have the whole revenge game, really, for the Colts after McDaniel's fucked the Colts. Right. Uh, but my question is: Josh McDaniel's the will he finish as the only head coach who's undefeated against Bill Belichick? <sighs> has anybody? Has any coach got a win against Belichick? And then, like, not been a head coach anymore. Like, uh, there's got to be there's got to be someone from like his Browns days, I think. I don't know. It's a good question. Oh, the Brown. Okay, yeah, no, that's fair. yeah. As a Patriots head coach, okay. Like, we need a we need a stat guy. We need like fucking uh, yes, Andrew Perloff, or you know, we need another person to check that shit for us. Yeah, hey, uh, if you're if you're good with uh, numbers and are maybe a little bit of a nerd. Uh, comment in the comment section and apply to be our stats guy. Please. Can't promise any type of compensation whatsoever. Um, yeah, that's that's basically it. <laughs> Will Will can tell you how underpaid he is helping me. So why don't you become the next guy? You'll make even less than me. That's right. Uh, Will's my top Steph. employee right now. My right. highest paid employee. I am assistant to Brandon Perna. <laughs> which not, I just not I assistant thought- Brandon Perna. Assistant to. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I'm going to have to ask you for a W-9, Will. Mm. Make this legit. Jesus. Uh, accountant. I didn't, I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to report my income. I don't think you, I, I, th- I think if I must, your income will be low enough where the government still gives you money. So score another win. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get, <laughs> before we pick all the games, we didn't talk about Earl Thomas flipping oh, yeah. after his, his bad injury. Yeah. Eifert, also bad injury. Bad. Dude, that looked bad. Like I couldn't even make a joke about him always being hurt. I felt so bad for seeing his legs snap in half, but Earl Thomas flips off the Seahawks. Uh, as he's leaving the field, which was my favorite, one of my favorite things that happened this weekend. And then he, he of course, he got crit- criticized by everybody. Like, even like Shannon Sharp wasn't a fan of it. And um, I thought it was the most badass move uh, I had seen a player do because the exact thing he was trying not to let happen fucking happened. And he got screwed by the Seahawks. I don't know. I don't think there's any way. Uh where it's actually a good thing to flip off your team. Well, I'm not uh, saying it's a good thing for him. I'm <laughs> saying it's fucking badass and I respect it. 
Okay, okay. I, I don't know. I just feel like if you're on the field and you're playing, like those things always have the chance of happening. Um, if you're really that concerned about it, you have to like just hold out like Lev Bell, basically. Okay. I don't know. Interesting. I'm not. I take it's a, it's a, it's a it's a delicate situation. The only good thing about that think, is I, yeah, Earl he, Thomas he, will not end up being a Kansas City Chief. Exactly <laughs> is exactly what I was gonna say. I'm not happy he broke his leg. I am happy he's not on the Chiefs. Because he he had Keenum's number, and I don't want to play. Like, if you paired Earl Thomas and Eric Berry, if he ever gets healthy, like, that's a that's a great safety duo right there. But not going to happen scary. this season. Um, nope. All right. So, uh, let's get to the picks. First game. Oh, first of all, let's talk about how we're doing this year. So, last oh, week, yeah. you had a winning record. I think maybe for the first time. No, for like the second time. You went eight and seven last week. All right. Uh, which brings you to 29, 32, and then two ties. Fudge. I was nine and six last week. Brings me to 37, 24, and two. So I'm still ahead, but you're gaining ground. I'm going to get you, Will. It's a long you season. Know, the first year I did this on the Mile High Huddle podcast with Marsing and uh, Chad Jensen. Uh-huh. I was pretty damn good at the picks. NFL's and a different place from 2015. I just knew. I just like had. I, I did. I trusted my instincts. I keep second guessing them. I watch too much football now, and I feel like it makes me worse at picking shit. Yes. No. Absolutely. You overthink everything. It. The more you watch, the more your brain twists into a pretzel when you're trying to to make these picks because you have so many things that you want to factor in. You're like, oh, yeah, but I saw that thing happen in that game, and I think that's a yeah. good thing for this team, and it's going to carry them in uh, a game they're uh, not favored by 10 points. <laughs> Wrong. My method is I just, look <laughs> at the, uh, I just look at the two teams, and the first one I think of gets the pick. First one that, like, looks good, I'm taking them. Okay, let's do it. So, confusing uh, the audience. Titans at Bills. Oh, and moving forward with these Wills, Wills, Will, what I want you to do is for the rundown, when you see Titans at Bills, I want you to find one thing from that game that could decide it. Because we could also use it in the, in the, but we could also use that in the Pick'em episode. True. But like the Bills, Titans, like, um, is there an injury we need to know about? Is there uh, – I don't know. Because I, I don't know. Is there an injury we need to know about in this All game? Right. Well, you're for, this is my point, is that we, the more we put in here, the more we're going to overthink this, and we're both going to have losing records now. You're dragging me down with you is what you're trying to do. I am. But this one's easy for me. I'm taking the Titans. Yeah, I'm taking the Titans too. Uh, Giants at Panthers. Ooh, this game is weird. The Giants are a team I just – I can't figure out. But I believe the Panthers are pretty shitty against the run. Uh, fuck. Panthers have dynamic offensive players. I keep picking the Giants and they screw me. I'll pick the Panthers. Yeah, um, I'm taking the Panthers as well. They had Although, a bye week last week, so – I'll, I'll, I'll say I think Saquon Barkley is going to have a big game against Carolina. Okay, but that's not enough for the win. Nope. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> Dolphins at Bengals. This is uh, – the first thing that comes to mind is this is a wild uniform matchup, in my opinion. Mm. You have the aqua with the orange. Hot animals on this one. Uh, it's, it's a feast for the eyes. Who do you think comes out on top? The way the Dolphins just fucking shit the bed against the Patriots, there's no way I'm picking them, uh, which means I'll probably win. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'm going to take the Dolphins. Uh, just because I don't think anybody was beating the Patriots in that game. It was just one of those kind of games. And I think the Dolphins knew that to some extent. And they're just like, let's just get out of here without injuring our whole team. You know what sucks is you're probably right. You're probably right, but that's the dumbest way to look at that. Yes, it is. Um, But I don't think That's what I'm saying. I think you're right. I think it just – Yeah, outside of that one Ronnie Brown game in the Matt Castle year, I don't think they've beaten – the Patriots in New England. So it's not a bad strategy uh, in the long term. It's just very disappointing. All right. You go with Dolphins. I go with the Bengals. Do the Bengals yep. get Joe Mixon back? I do not know. Well, let me look, Will. That Joe would Mixon. be something for our stat guy. Oh, Joe Mixon practicing. Giovanni Bernard not. Uh-oh. We're closer to uh, our prediction of Chris Collinsworth suiting up and playing running back for the Bengals. I know, because if Mixon and Bernard don't play, then that's going to be very hard for the Bengals yeah. to win. Uh, They're missing Eifert as well, clearly. Yeah. His, they still they got enough ball catchers, though. They've got yes. A.J. Green. they got Tyler Boyd. Well, John, John Ross caught that long touchdown and literally pulled his hamstring walking past the goal line. Ooh. Which is the most John Ross play I've ever seen. Can't have them soft, hot, soft strings, guys. No soft nope. strings here. Tight, tighten those strings. Okay. Packers-Lions. You pick uh, first now. Packers. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'll go with the Packers. I think the Lions are have the worst run defense in the NFL. Yes. Not great. Um, they got torched by Ezekiel Elliott, uh, both on the ground and through the passing game. Yeah. So, Zeke's back. Uh, yeah, great. Packers. Aaron Rodgers is still playing with one leg. Um, I really didn't care for those gray, all gray uniforms that the Lions were wearing last week against the Cowboys, who also are half gray with their Not pants. Not a good week to wear them. Packers would have yeah. been a much better week to do it. Dan Patrick hated yeah. He hated them, Will. Me and Dan Patrick park our car in the same garage, clearly. That's right. So, all right, big game. This might be the game of the week. Jaguars at Chiefs. It's Jaguars. Jaguars at Chiefs. Jaguar. Yeah, dude, this game. This game we find out if Patrick Mahomes is the real fucking deal. Because, look, the Jags, good run defense. Good pass defense, great pass rush. Uh, if he is going to lose a game, it's going to be to the Jags on the road, right? It's on the road? It's in Kansas City. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> he's going to lose <laughs> to the Jags at home in Kansas City. Give me the Jags. You're jagging off. I'm jagging off as well. I'm we taking both. Bortles over Mahomes. Uh, what can you say other than uh, the Jaguars have a great secondary. Got AJ Boye 
AJ Boye and Jalen Ramsey there to, to cover up uh, Tyreek Hill. I don't know if Sammy Watkins is playing. <laughs> Brandon's still jagging off. If you're not, if you're just listening, I'm doing the most <laughs> unaffected jagging off you have ever seen. This, is, okay, this is something that wouldn't work to turn on uh, women or homosexual men. I can be absolutely unattractive to everybody by doing this. <laughs> so anyway, we're both taking the Jaguars. Wait, is Leonard Fournette playing? I don't fucking know. Who knows? Does it matter? I feel Jags, like TJ yelled better. Jags rule out Fournette. Damn. Sure, that's this week. He just yeah, he can't get over that hamstring injury. He will not play Sun. They've already ruled them out against Kansas City. That must be a bad hamstring injury. So, uh, TJ Yeldon. uh, I think Yeldon's pretty good anyway. I do too, and the Chiefs' run defense sucks. So, uh, Yeldon and Corey Grant are a pretty good one-two punch just as as far as catching the ball out of the backfield for Grant and then running with TJ Yeldon. Is this an early game or is it an afternoon game? Uh, I think it's an early game. Damn it. Yeah, it is. I want to Yeah, it's one of those that. games you want. It's one of those games you want in the afternoon. A because it's when the Broncos are playing. B, like it feels like there's so many morning games. There's like 12 morning games and then you get home for the afternoon and it's like two games and one of them's like the Chargers playing the Raiders and, and it's crap and the other one's like a Cardinals game that just puts you to sleep. Yeah, the NFL needs to balance out the afternoon games a little more. Yeah, really. Right. I would say, yeah. Oh, well. Um, moving on, Falcons at Steelers. What do you think? Oh, this game is going to – there's going to be a lot of points in this game, Will. There's going to be a lot of no freaking defense playing in this game. Uh, Steelers are favored, I believe. Oh, man. Falcons are – we talked about the Colts might be the best team with a losing record. Falcons yeah. are up there with them, too. They're one and three, but – yeah, Matt they're Ryan. definitely better than the Colts yeah. with a losing record. Matt Ryan, I think, is the first quarterback ever to throw at least 350 yards and at least two touchdowns in consecutive weeks and lose both games. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a real stat, too. Like, I'm not making that up. No, it's, it's a good <laughs> stat. Here, who did the Steelers beat last week? Did they win? They lost to the Ravens on Sunday oh, night. Oh, that's right. They lost. Uh, I'm going to go – Back-to-back bird losses for the Steelers. Okay. I'm taking the Dirty Birds, the Falcons. Oh, good. We both picked Falcons. All right. Yeah. They might get Freeman back, too. Devonta Freeman. That would be big for them. Every uh, team, be, like, I, every injury I've asked about is a fucking running back. Yeah, well, I can't think of a team that's been more decimated by injury than the Falcons so far, just in terms of significant injuries. Yeah, they're safeties. Yeah. Um, Both starting safeties, Keanu Neal and Ricardo Allen on IR. Deion Jones on IR, designated to return. So yeah. they literally – the only way that they are going to win these games are in shootouts pretty much. Yeah, Freeman limited still in practice. Interesting. Yeah. Not good. I think okay. Tevin Coleman's a little nicked up too. But anyway, we'll still roll with the Falcons. And we got Raiders Chargers. <laughs> there's, yes. a, there's your afternoon game you were talking about. I know what's going to happen, too. It's going to be like Phillip Rivers down a score late, and then they don't come back. Ooh. I think the, 
I think the Chargers are going to smoke them. You think so? I don't know. They struggled with the with the 49ers last week. They did, but uh, they're not going to struggle with the Raiders. Raiders think, got their win. They don't. They're just. They're going to lose. I'm picking the Chargers to win by ten. Will this is a serious home field advantage for the Raiders in LA? This might be more of a home field advantage than Oakland. I'm taking the Raiders. I don't feel good about it, but I'm taking the Raiders to win back-to-back games. I like uh, – you got to take a chance every now and then on a pick. Yes. And I think Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon are going to beat that Raiders defense to a pulp. You're probably right. You're probably right. Maybe. But we might get like a high-scoring game like last week. with uh, Maybe. The Chargers Browns defense the – the Chargers defense has been maybe the biggest underperforming unit in the NFL. Yeah, no, I drafted them in fantasy. Uh, I know everybody wants to hear about my fantasy team, but that, that Bosa injury is killing them. Yeah, Bosa between is, them and David Johnson, Jesus Christ. David Johnson might be the most disappointing player of all time. That's a little teaser for my uh, FanDuel lineup. Ooh, okay. We got Vikings Eagles. Oh, rematch of the NFC game. Championship game. Good game here. Who you uh, got? Wow. Fudge. Man. This is hard. Two teams that kind of need to win. They the Eagles are two do. and two. Vikings are one, two, and one. Yeah, I think the Vikings win on the road. And the reason I think they win is because the Eagles, I think one reason they're they're struggling is they're not they're not defending the pass well, and the yeah. strength of of the Vikings is th- their passing game. Um, I don't think the Eagles can stop both Thielen and Diggs and Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Andrew Luck all playing pretty good quarterback football, and their teams just aren't getting the wins. So. Yeah. That's kind of a theme right now for the NFL, but uh, I want and, Pat, and Patrick Mahomes is playing very low level football, and somehow he's four now. Okay, so well, explain that. Okay, to me. Okay, well, uh, I'll I'll roll with the, the the Vikings, even though like in my heart I want the Eagles to win. I like them more than the Vikings. Okay, so yeah, I'm taking the Vikings as well, and that's based on they were up, I think, multiple scores on the Titans last week who when the Titans are one-dimensional, they're not very good. And still, they couldn't stop Marcus Mariota. He threw for 340-something yards in that game-winning touchdown in overtime. Uh, So it doesn't lead me to think that I should have any confidence in them stopping Kirk Cousins as well. Yeah. If the Eagles win, I think it's because it's Carson Wentz's third game back. He starts to have a feel for – or he, I think he just starts to feel comfortable on that knee and the 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 receiving game for the Eagles gets going. Um, yep. I think that if they win, it's it's because of that. But uh, I'll pick the Vikings still. Um, Cardinals and 49ers. <laughs> and another afternoon game that's probably – An absolute uh, dandy. Nobody's attention. Oh, man. I guess I'll go with the 49ers. Um, they played well against the Chargers. Your boy C.J. Beathard is there. Uh, I want Rosen. I want to root for Rosen. But 
And Patrick Peterson right now is playing like one of the best corners in the league. There's reasons to think about the Cardinals. But the, I don't know, 49ers, I guess. Do you think the Cardinals should trade Patrick Peterson? I, no, fuck no. <laughs> it, I'm just saying because it was brought up and like they're not. No, I know. It's been brought up by Broncos media in Denver and it turned into like uh, rumors are the Broncos are thinking. No, I'm not. Yeah. But do you think like it's a good move? Like if you're clearly no. not making the playoffs. You don't get rid. Look, was it a good move to get rid of Akeem Tlaib this year? No. If you're not making the playoffs, you could say, oh, maybe you get some good draft picks for it. But I think Patrick Peterson will be decent corner for a few years. And if you believe in Josh Rosen, you have to believe he's going to be good before you have to pay him. And you're going to want to try to build a team to compete yeah. before he gets that, uh, that big QB pay, payday. Uh, so I would not trade Patrick Peterson. As a Broncos fan, if <laughs> Team Mike, if they're willing to do it, oh god, that would be amazing. But I, I wouldn't. As a GM, players I would never trade that are good are corners, pass rushers, and tackles. You know what I mean? Like those are the those are the ones that are hard to find. So it's uh, true. I don't know. Um, for that reason, actually, not for that reason. Um, taking the Cardinals. I think Josh Rosen's going to have his first win. Okay. Do you think Matt – what's the – Matt Breda? Is that the 49ers yeah. running back? I think he's one of the more underrated players in the league right now. Um, I think he's really – I think it's the case of him looking really good in the Shanahan offense. Okay. I think. Because he was there last year too. He didn't really do much, but I don't know. He, it's he's supposed to be Jared solid. McKinnon's game there. Was. Uh, but Raiders playing good. Rams at Seahawks. Ooh. Seahawks have come back from the dead. They're two and two. The Rams are still four and zero. Yeah. What do you think? And they did it. They did it without Akib Talib. Uh, they sure did. I'm going to pick the Rams. But when I was looking at this game earlier, something just said I think the Seahawks get a win. Like, just that intangible sort of like the Rams should win this game. They're 4-0. They look like maybe the best team in the NFL. It just feels like a game that the the shittier team wins. But, I was thinking about that too. I think it's going to be a really close game. But I'm going to take the Rams as well just because yeah. they've had 10 days to prepare. If the Seahawks didn't lose Earl Thomas, uh, I would maybe – try to get an edge on you and take them here. But uh, yeah. their defense is going to be worse without him. So, <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So we'll try to go kind of quick through these last two. All Texas Bowl, Cowboys at Texans. Two pretty underwhelming teams. Yeah. It's Sunday Night Football, another freaking Cowboys primetime game. Uh, I'll take – I'm going to take the Texans. I'm taking the Texans too. I think Deshaun's starting to figure it out again. And their defense was their yeah. defense was a problem for the Colts last week. Fourteen of the Texans' points were uh because of uh turnovers on basically yeah. on the goal line. So uh I like the Texans defense. And then we got yeah. Monday night football is Saints Redskins. 
Yep, Drew Brees is 200 yards behind Peyton Manning for the all-time passing yards record. I think he's going to get it, and I think the Saints are going to win. Uh, I think I'm going to take the Redskins. Oh, all right. Let me tell you why. Are you sure? Are you sure you want to make that? Yeah. No, that's, that's a decent pick. Because I think Washington's secondary is playing very well right now. I'm trying to find my stat. Mm, and a small sample size, though. They've played three games. No, they have. And obviously the, the Saints are uh, a challenge. They're one of the best passing teams in the league. Saints also one of the tougher teams to run the ball against, um, which surprised me. They're giving up 2.96 rush yards per carry, the Saints' defense. Uh, the Washington Redskins' offense, though, second best against the run in terms of yards per pass attempt at 5.4. Um, Saints defense did not look good early. I think they're getting better. You're probably right. The Saints are probably going to win, but I'm going to roll with Washington because I think they're they're better than I gave them credit for. So, And I need to try to catch up to you. So give me the skin. Fair. All right. I think it's going to be the Saints, and I think the person who catches Breeze's record breaker is going to be Alvin Kamara. What Ooh, do you think? I like that. Okay. We're going to move on to our FanDuel lineups for the week. So So last week, we don't know who won because Will forgot to save his lineup, everybody. Yeah, I fucked up. I fucked Uh, up. So we'll just – we'll get into who we think is going to be bad this week and we'll get out of here. Okay. So I'll go first. My quarterback is Patrick Mahomes against the Jaguars. Oh, Love it. Love the optimism there. Yep. I went with Baker Mayfield against the Baltimore Ravens defense. Okay. I was going to go Josh Allen, but I was like, that's too easy. Uh, Baker looking good. I just think the Ravens, I think they also get Jimmy Smith back. I just think yeah. it's going to be a, a tough day for Baker. So Baker, Baker, Baker. Baker versus Baker. Mahomes. Young guys. Okay. My running back, I talked about it before. David Johnson has been the most disappointing player uh, maybe in the history of the NFL. There you go. I went with Giovanni Bernard, also my injury questionable questionable player. Okay. Uh, Second running back, I've got Mike Davis for the Seattle Seahawks, just because I haven't heard his name called this year, and I'm curious why he was (laughs) $5,500. Because he had a very good week last week. That's why. Did he? Yeah. I didn't watch that game, so that makes uh, sense. No, he, yeah, he looks like the guy who should be their number one back. Um, Shit. But it, I, there's, they have too many backs there. This is, this is the week that Rashad Penny breaks out. Right. Uh, I went with Carlos Hyde against the Ravens as well. Okay, so you're, you're predicting a big Ravens week. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. First wide receiver? Julio Jones. Ooh. questionable with a hand injury against Pittsburgh. You know he's not scoring a touchdown. <laughs> Dude, what do you have, like Minus 176 yards. yards last week and no TDs? Yeah. Again, he, he's – yeah, touchdown less. That's and crazy to me. Calvin Ridley scored uh, a couple more. So he's got six touchdowns between the two of them. And Calvin Ridley's got all of them. Plus, uh, they're not playing in the Dome. They're playing in Pittsburgh. So 
a little okay. harder. I went, I went with uh, Martavis Bryant against the Chargers. I like it. I like it. Okay, second wide receiver, Brandon Marshall versus the Rams. Ooh, okay, I went with Tyler Lockett. So we both take a Seahawks receiver. I almost took Lockett and Brandon Marshall because <laughs> I think uh, the Rams secondary is good. Their pass rush going to make it tough. But uh, I don't think Seahawks have a great day passing, and obviously you don't either. All right, my uh, third wide receiver, J.J. Nelson for the Cardinals versus the 49ers. Okay. I went with Devin Funches with the, uh, against the Giants. So, mm-hmm. Carolina receiver Funches. Just going to funch you up. Funch Tight end, Dallas Goddard versus Minnesota. Ooh. Eagles tight end. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, second. They're second. They're rookie. Uh, yeah. I went with uh, David Njoku. I'm really banking on the Browns to not play well yeah. against the Ravens. Defense. It's like me versus the Bucks last week. Right. And which turned out pretty well, but we'll never know because I forgot to hit save. I'm an idiot. Never know. Uh, Flex is another eagle, Nelson Aguilar. Ooh. Okay. And I went with uh, tight end Travis Kelsey against them Jags. Woo. Okay. I, was, I wanted I like to it. pick one Kansas City weapon because I think one of them's not going to play well, so I took Kelsey. Mm, I've got a unit from the Chiefs, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs defense oh. versus the, the best of all time, Blake Bortles. I think That's good. I was looking at that. Jacksonville this week. I also went with an AFC West defense, but I took the Raiders against the Chargers. Okay. I think we've got a, a pretty solid lineup. Uh, I'm going to hit enter now. Enter. Forget to. So what Will and I do is we try to set the worst fantasy lineup. uh, And the rule is you can pick one questionable player and you have to spend at least uh, $5,500 in FanDuel. I spent $5,700. So I have $4,800 left. Hmm. Wait. I spent, I think I had $4,800 left. I have $52. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. My math was – the numbers I just said, incorrect. Like mm-hmm. I said, we need a stats guy. So. We need a stats numbers guy. So we'll see which, who picked the shittier lineup. Uh, if you made it this far, then you are a soldier, a real yeah. soldier, podcast, podcast marathon runner. Um, this, one, this one ran long for us. Yeah, they're all getting well, long. Yeah. But, uh, yep, that'll do it. We're out of here. Bye.